Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Here we go. Okay, so <laughs> ah, I am back in LA, and I'm back from Hawaii, and all my travels, it's, uh, I, I was actually gone three weeks, it's a long time for me to be gone, and last week, uh, I remember we did the radio show, it was five o'clock in the morning, Kauai time. But, you know, I, I love that early morning time. I really do. It's what, what I love about the Living a Course in Miracles classes is that Friday homework call at 7 a.m. was fantastic. Although while I was in Hawaii, it was 4 a.m. But, you know, I'm an early morning person, so it's uh, just fine with me. I get to be with God. I get to be with you. Same thing as God. And, uh, that is worth getting up for. There's no question about that. So let us tune in here with a prayer, and then I'm going to introduce you. I have a very special guest today. I'm very happy about that. So let's let's place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful that the love of God is all that there is. That's all that there is. Let's be so grateful and so thankful that. The good is already pre-installed, that the full and complete access to all goodness has already been pre-installed. We've already been given the full load. So in this moment, with our hand on our heart, we are declaring ourselves to be wholly available, wholehearted for love. So we're releasing anything that could obscure or block our knowing the truth that sets us free. We're truly opening ourselves to this purification, this clarification that we're calling forth. Truly, we're awakening in our awareness and we're doing it together. So grateful and so thankful to share the benefits with everyone. We are blessed and we are a blessing. In grace and gratitude, we let it be and so it is. Amen. 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 So today our topic is true success. True success. And we have our expert here is Tama Keeves. Say hello, Tama. Hey there. (laughs) I'm grooving on that prayer still. And uh, I just want to say, uh, Tama Keeves and I met on the phone uh, last summer as we were preparing to do the the summer uh, Living a Course in Miracles series. And uh, so now we've done two Living a Course in Miracles together. And we have just loved our connection. We've become friends. And we are really two of a kind. Like really does attract like. And this is what Tama found. And Tama is such an authentic expert. A lot of people are experts on God, on spirituality, on teaching principle. And what I love about Tama is she really breaks it down and makes it practical, which is why her most recent book is number one at Amazon. It, it came out number one. Uh, it just is the week it was published because so many people had pre-ordered it, not because she did some incredible marketing campaign, but because God did 
the marketing and people already knew that what was in this book was going to be incredibly helpful to them. And it is, it is. We, we uh, had such a great class in living a course of miracles in uh, September. And what I, I would like to share with people truly is that Tama's books are really clear, really helpful and things to do. There's clear steps to follow. You know, that's what I like. I like when it's really clear. So uh, I think we should jump right into it, Tama. And um, uh, of course, this. I also want to say that Tama has two wonderful books. The first one, This Time I Dance. The second one, Inspired and Unstoppable. And, and Tama really helps us in terms of our career and our creativity and releasing those blocks. And I'm going to ask you uh, a question question tama tama has no idea what i'm going to ask her (laughs) (laughs) and she's waiting with bated breath (laughs) but but you know tama so many people uh spiritual seekers i find this this is such a strong strong pattern with spiritual seekers that they're doing work that they don't love and there's a lot of energy of i'm not happy i don't like it i don't want it this isn't working a lot of negativity and then they aspire to do something that they think is quote-unquote more spiritual uh where they can be more of a healing presence and share their gifts and talents and they're in this stuck place a lot of people are in this stuck place where they are completely the opposite of inspired and unstoppable. So particularly for spiritual seekers who would say like to be a healing presence in their work, but they feel stuck and like their job is limiting them. The job is the problem. What, what, what would you say to them to assist them in getting out of that stuck state in their mind? Hmm. Well, I think I think the first thing is that we know that we're never stuck in our jobs. We're never stuck in the job. We're stuck in our thoughts. We're stuck right. in our limiting thoughts about the job or about what we can have. And I think that every one of us has a calling. Every one of us has a desire. Every one of us has a dream. And that calling is what's going to invite us to listen to spirit and to become more magnificent than we've ever become. And it's going to be the voice that's going to lead us beyond what we think we can have. You know, I mean, my own story, is, as you know, is, is I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a writer. That's all I ever wanted to do when I was younger. But, uh, you know, same thing of limiting thoughts. I grew up in a, I grew up in a Brooklyn, New York uh, Jewish household, and I was told, you're going to write? You're going to write? You're going to starve? You're going to write? And it was just those those thoughts of, you know, be practical, be safe, be reasonable. Don't do what you love. Don't do what inspires you. And so I think that's what a lot of us have. We we have these thoughts that, well, you have to be practical. You have to be reasonable. And my own path was in the realization that the safest thing you could ever do on this planet is listening to that inner voice, is listening to that love, is listening to that desire. So... So I think the first thing to do is to recognize that it's not the job that's keeping me stuck. It's my, it's my lack of belief that I can have something else. It's my lack of belief that I could really do what I love or that I could really take the time to find out what I loved. And it doesn't mean you have to leave a job to do that, but you know, all the energy that you're spending in complaining about that job is energy you are not spending in listening, in receiving, in being inspired. And there's always a voice that's going to guide you. Now, people will say, well, the voice is guiding me. The voice is telling me I should be doing something different, but I can't just quit my job. So now what? I know I should be a Reiki healer, but I can't quit my job at the insurance company. Now what? So I think I think the first thing you do is again start doing it. Start doing something you love, you know, of when you know, the whole point of my book Inspired and Unstoppable is that when you are inspired you're unstoppable. That's the whole point, you know, is that if you really get connected to what you love, you know your own next steps to take. You know how to be vibrant in it and how to take it out there. So for the person who's stuck in the insurance job and I can't leave but I want to be a Reiki healer, start doing Reiki healings on Wednesday nights 
on Tuesday mornings, on all weekend, whatever you can do. Because what happens is when you do something you love and you do something you're connected to, something else moves through you. It's not about thinking about it. It's when, when I write, when I start really writing instead of thinking about writing, it's like my blood chemistry changes. It's like my thoughts change. It's like that power of love begins to move through you. And when that power of love begins to move through you, you feel safer. You feel more connected. You feel more at peace. And you know some next steps. You know, so just to give you an example, uh, you know, I'm a coach in this and uh, I have a client who, same thing, cannot leave her job. Just it's not possible. Uh, she's an attorney and she has a lot of bills and blah, blah, blah. And she really wants to be a novelist. And so what we just came up with is a program where she's starting to write uh, when she can in the pockets of time that she has. And what's been really fascinating is the more that she writes, she no longer hates her job. All of a sudden, she's seeing her job is capitalizing her dream, is capitalizing her investment in her dream because her consciousness is changing, because she's starting to be excited, because she's making progress where she is. So I think that's the first step I would always tell someone is start doing more of what you love now. You're going to feel that sense of progress. You're going to feel that sense of ease, and you'll know next steps from that. Oh, that is such good advice. And I can totally testify that that is true because I can remember personally feeling like I want to have a full-time job in ministry and being a spiritual teacher and spiritual counselor. I want that as a full-time job, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. And then what happened for me was I relaxed my mind and I stepped in faith and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop working for money. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to work for money anymore. I'm only going to work for love. Mm-hmm. And once I made that commitment, then my feeling in the, the job job shifted and mm-hmm. because I was pouring my loving heart into it. And before I knew it, God got me out of there. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. And I think I think it's our thoughts that are in the way. You know, the whole the whole thing, you know, like the Course in Miracles teaches, seek not, you know, your job is not to look for love, but to seek and remove your barriers against its coming. And so I would start with somebody looking at it is your thoughts about your life that is destroying you. It is a thought it's your thoughts about what you can have or can't have. You know, so I knew, like I said, I knew earlier on that I wanted to write, but I never had the guts to do that because of the conditioning of the culture. And and I remember at one point being in a therapist's office and saying to the therapist, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what to do with my life, you know, and, and the therapist would say, you know, well, you said you'd like to write. And I'd be like, well, I can't do that. You know, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to do for a living? And it it just was like a non-compute. It was like not even a possibility. Yeah. And I think that's what happens for people. It's not even a possibility in your mind. And what I want to invite people to think about is, what if that desire, what if that dream, what if that knowing is God's plan for you, is Spirit's plan for you, is the genius that wants to come through you, is a power that wants to blow away every single limitation you have? What would you feel like if you had that thought? What would you do if you had that thought? So my first steps a lot of times is working with somebody's thoughts about things. Well, you know, and I love what you're sharing, Tama. It's so it's so basic, and uh, sometimes people will say they've heard it before, but if you've heard it before and you think you know it, but you're not living it, you don't actually <laughs> know it. You don't know it. You know, it's like I could say, I know how my car works. I put the key in the ignition. I turn it on. It works. I know how it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how it works. I don't know mm-hmm. how it works because I haven't, I haven't opened my mind to it. I, I have opened my mind to spirit and to God. And it's, it's really, it's activating 
cultivating the the spiritual principle, and that is practice. You don't get that through reading a book. It, yeah. That's why I love your book because the book is so practical. It gives people things to do. So, what is one of the most? Um, it gives people things to do, and I think it gives again so much of it is about really shifting the way that we think because if you're think it's it's all my stories of shift you know like you get into those fears and how do you undo them so I, I just wanted to jump into something you were saying because I thought it was so wonderful of you know your your story about changing your life and your career one of the things that blocks people most in in finding their calling or taking it to a next level is they keep thinking they have to know how to do it I need to know the steps I need to know how. And one of the principles in my book is you can't plan an inspired life. You can't plan an inspired life. You know, that's the whole thing about following a calling is following this inner voice, is following this love. It's so much more beautiful and amazing than anything we could imagine. And so uh, my best story that way, my biggest story that way, just briefly, is when I was writing my first book, This Time I Dance, I kept hearing that inner voice to write this book and write this book. And it was terrifying because I didn't have an agent or a contract or a publisher. And it took years. It took 12 years to write it. And I kept thinking, what if I'm crazy? And and uh, just following that voice. But um, the most amazing thing that happened was, I got this guidance to self-publish it, to just put it in the world, put it out there some way, somehow. And again, that's terrifying to start listening to this voice in practical ways, putting your money into something, putting your excellence, your time into something. But when I finally self-published the book, uh, four months after I self-published it, I got an email out of the blue that said, your fairy godmother has arrived. Your fairy godmother has arrived. And I, I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be like spam, you know, Russian yeah. dolls are waiting for you. you know? <laughs> but but um, it was actually uh, an email from a vice president for Random, for Random House, for marketing and publicity for Random House, like one of the highest publishers. And she yeah. found my self-published book, wrote to me and said, this is the best book I've ever read on finding your calling, doing your passion. I want to help you get it to a New York house. She got it to the publisher I'd always, always dreamed of, the president of the company, part of Penguin, Tarcher Penguin. And, you know, I started off at a level that I would never have started off at as an unknown writer. But that's what I mean when I say you can't plan an inspired life. You can't figure out how your calling is going to take place. But if you listen to that voice, to that love, to that genius, moment by moment, there is a plan. There is a code for you. And it's not just that all the doors open all at once. It's not just like, oh, I followed it once and I did my journal and then, you know, that was it. Everybody wanted to support me. It was moment by moment following it. There is a plan for you that you could never make happen. So that's the first thing I always teach people is that you can't plan an inspired life. You're not going to figure this out. You're going to let it out. Yeah, I love that. It, it's so inspiring to hear you speak this way. I, I know all the time, Tama. I say, I say to myself, I say to myself, well, I don't know how that's going to happen. That's going to be mm -hmm. interesting to watch it unfold because <laughs> I get inspiration. Like with the Living a Course in Miracles series, I say all the time, if I had any clue how much work it would be to have done it and how much mm -hmm. money it would have cost me, I would have said, mm -hmm. no, I'm not doing that. But I didn't <laughs> I didn't know. I just. I think that's why spirit keeps us ignorant, right? So we'll so we'll be the idiots that go do magnificent things on the planet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Spirit just gave me this whoosh of energy, and I could feel like the inspiration traveling out all around the world, and people getting ignited. And I said, "Oh, all I have to do is this little piece. Oh, I could do that." <laughs> You know, I didn't, I had no idea, but it's so good that I didn't know. And God mm -hmm. is so often a bait and switch. Yes. <laughs> the ultimate bait and switch energy. Yeah, the ultimate bait and switch. Like you talk about in, in your past and before you wrote your first book, mm -hmm. This to My mm -hmm. Dance, um, that 
you, like me, we were both walking around New York City at the same time feeling depressed and suicidal. We didn't know which way to turn. And we, we, you know, were thinking we wanted to die. And what mm-hmm. was really going on was, yes, there was part of us that wanted to die because part of us really wanted to live. Yes. We wanted oh, to die to the small self. I mean, I wouldn't have said it that way then. I thought I, like you, I thought like, oh my God, I cannot handle this world. I just can't do this. I can't do this. And I think when, when we're feeling that, that great, great, great call of pain, it really is a great, great call of joy. It's really that joy and that love and that birth that's right behind it because we're dying to a smaller self. I never believed I could do this life or like what you're talking about with that series. If you knew what was going to be asked of you, you would never have signed up. But it's that we are called moment by moment, just listening moment by moment. And I love what you said. It's to that whoosh of energy. It's to the one thing that gives you energy, the one thing that gives you peace, or the one thing that makes you feel like you fit in your own skin. Yes. Thank you so much. That is the perfect thing to take us into break. I'm Jennifer Hadley with Tama Keeves. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So today I am with Tama Keeves. She is the author of the best-selling books, two books, This Time I Dance, and then her latest book, which is Inspired and Unstoppable, Wildly Succeeding in Your Life's Work. And I'm going to invite everyone to get a pen because Tama has some really great free things. And I know you're going to want to go to her website and collect them and make use of them. So I also, just before we give you that website address, what I would like to say is, even though the focus of her work in her book is about being inspired and unstoppable, being truly wildly successful in your life's work and passion, what she knows is your life's work is being a loving presence on the planet. Mm. And then it doesn't, what does it matter what it looks like? Mm-hmm. Does, does it matter where you do your work if you know that you're being a truly loving and helpful and beneficial presence? I don't, I don't really care that much because I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be the best place for me to be. And relaxing into that, I don't need to know how it's going to happen. I don't need to know what it's going to look like, but I'm fully invested in feeling passionate and inspired. Mm-hmm unstoppable and profoundly supported this is what tama is teaching us and it is precious it's a precious gift and she has free stuff for us so tama will you give us your website and how to get the free stuff oh absolutely um it's tama keeves.com and tama is t a m is in miracle a k i e v is in victory e s dot com and uh, you can go out there, and I have an Inspired Success Launch You kit, and it's got video coaching of me teaching about how to live in love instead of fear and how the Course in Miracles applies. It got, has an audio interview. It has an excerpt from the book. It's got all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, just because I know that everybody has an amazing calling, an amazing love inside them, but I want to see them give the world. So, again, it's TamaKeeves.com. Um, and you can download the Inspired Success Launch You Kit, and there's all kinds of resources out there. And I want you to join my tribe because we're a tribe of people who are living in love instead of fear and putting it in the world. And I, <laughs> and I love what you just said, Jennifer, about being a loving presence because I really think that's what your life's work is about. And I do want to just make a 
slight distinction, at least for me. I mean, you know, everybody, the, the beautiful thing about living the Course in Miracles or any spirituality is that it's a universal theology with an individual application, right? It's that we are all learning the same principles that take us home, but how they apply to each of us is so individual. The Holy Spirit speaks to us uniquely. And so for me, I don't know that I could have been a loving presence practicing law. You know, not, nothing, nothing wrong with the field of law, but when I, was, when I was in a job that really was demanding so much of my soul and hurting me so much, um, I, I, may, I wasn't studying The Course in Miracles at that time. I hadn't opened up to it yet, so I don't know. But I, I don't think that I could have really been the presence that I am meant to be there. So one of the things I always tell my clients is that sometimes it's, it's about being that loving presence, but it's also about listening to that voice inside you. And that voice inside me was making it so freaking painful. And it wasn't about not judging, not judging. It was about listening. Like, oh, maybe I've got my hand on the stove here. Maybe I should, maybe I really shouldn't be here. So for me, some of us, I deeply believe there's places where we can truly be a loving presence, where it's natural, it's organic. You couldn't even stop it if you tried. And that to me is your calling. And so for some of us, we are meant to write, we are meant to sing, we are meant to do Reiki, we are meant to start businesses that change the face of this planet. We are meant to listen to that inner voice. And so I deeply agree with what you're saying. It's all about being a loving presence. And some of the ways to be that loving presence is to have the courage to follow what spirit is asking you to do in your life. Because spirit is always asking you moment by moment, show up for me, show up for me, listen to this, listen, show up for you. Show up for you. You know, for me, writing is joy. I was terrified that, well, how could that be practical? How could that be reasonable? How could that go somewhere? But again, the Course in Miracles says that the Holy Spirit's voice is the voice of joy. That's how we know it. It's like, I'm going to be more of a loving presence when I'm in love. It's just easier, it's easier for me to be generous and kind and, and giving when I'm doing what I'm meant to do. It is so true. And, you know, what I'm hearing and what you're saying there, Tama, is so Course in Miracles tells us that the script has been already, it's already been written. But one of the beautiful things you say in your book, and it's so true, is you cannot plan an inspired life. You can plan for an inspired life, but you can't plan what it will be, what it will look like. And any attachment we have to a plan, then we we can't allow the script to unfold, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think that's what stops everybody because, you know, people listening are going, well, I would love to write or I would love to be a dancer or I would love to really start a business that was based on love, that had, you know, really ethical, integrity, gorgeous principles or whatever, whatever it is that each of us wants to do. But our minds get in the way. Our minds start, you know, getting in the way and trying to be practical and figuring it out. And and the reason I wrote Inspired and Unstoppable, wildly succeeding in your life's work, is because I work with artists and entrepreneurs and visionaries, and they start off inspired. They start off excited. They start off with a dream. And then they start listening to the world's way. Then they start saying, well, I'm inspired in my writing, but I've got to be practical and I've got to do what everybody else tells me and I've got to listen to the experts and I've got to make sure there's SEO on my website and I've got to go to these meetings or whatever. And they start closing off to what inspires them. So I wanted people to know that the same dream that inspired you to begin with, the same source that inspires this dream in you will inspire the means same source that inspires the dream inspires the means and it really is a practice of listening of saying you know if spirit really wants me to do this if spirit created me to be a singer or spirit created me to be a uh, you know uh, a massage therapist then spirit knows the way to make that happen in this world and I don't need to shut down to that and do what everybody else tells me I mean, it doesn't mean that we can't listen to great advice, and we will. I, I'm a business person. I listen to all kinds of great advice, but the way that I know what to listen to is how it feels. 
Does it feel peaceful? Does it feel authentic? Does it feel like it lights me up? That's how I know that I'm being guided. Yeah, and, you know, as as you're talking, Tamara, I I can get a sense of people who their mind, they, they have a really strong attachment to the thought that they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And um, that they're unworthy. And for me, uh, w- to me, what brings in that thought of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy is I- I'm not willing to choose love. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not willing to choose love. Of course, I'm going to feel unworthy of the greatness and the grandeur of my spiritual identity. I'm choosing to think of myself as less than and unworthy simply because I'm holding on to judgment and criticism. I'm trying to control and manipulate in my relationships. I'm thinking that I know what... Oh, who would do that? Who would do that and try to control and manipulate in our relationships? (laughs) Stop reading my mind, Jennifer. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's it's good we can laugh about it. All of this stuff is what leads us to feel unworthy. Yes. And when yes. we think we're unworthy, how receptive can we be to inspiration and guidance? Yes, so, exactly. So, yes, for people who are I, I agree with you, and I, I hear that. Uh, you know, you're right on because I hear that question all the time uh, in different fa- in different ways. You know, some people will say, well, what if I'm not good enough, you know, or what if I really couldn't do it? Or, you know, I love your going to the heart of it. What, you know, what if I'm not worthy of having, of having a life where my work meets my soul, where my soul meets my work? I got to tell you, I know, I know you have the same experience, Jennifer. For me, it is the most Oh, amazing thing in my life that the thing I most want to do with my life, the thing I enjoy most is actually helping other people. I mean, I wasn't doing it to help other people. I was doing it because I love writing and I, and I love teaching workshops and I love, you know, it's fun for me. It's joyous for me and it serves thousands and thousands of people. That's how you know there's this amazing universal plan and I want everyone to have that. So going back to your worthiness thing, um, you know, one of the things I see, I don't think you will feel worthy or you will feel good enough until you do it. I never, yeah. ever believed I could teach until I started teaching. I never believed yeah. I could coach until I started coaching. And, you know, there's a line in The Course in Miracles that says, when you see the gratitude in your brother's eyes, you will know the yes. gift you have. And so, again, I think for most of us, it's really that you're not going to feel worthy, you're not going to feel good enough until you do the thing, until you activate the power, until that presence comes through you and you're in a different consciousness. It's true. It's true. It's, it, we have to get out of the way our attachment to thinking we know how it should be or how it could be, because then we're going to feel unworthy of it. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, we will feel, if we're thinking that it's, you know, like when you began writing, did you think you had to be a best-selling author? Well, yeah, because I'm a type A freak, so yes. <laughs> I didn't believe I necessarily could be, but yeah, that was like a secret, secret compulsion, yes. Well, it, l- well, let me ask you Because then. out of fear, out of fear, it's the same thing. It's, a, it's another form of unworthiness. I have to prove it that high because I'm secretly that pathetic. Well, so, okay, so that's ego in there. How did you work yes. with that? How did you heal that? Because it, it had to have presented all kinds of challenges for oh, you. Oh, you think? <laughs> You think it did now, huh? (laughs) Um, I have to actively heal it every single day, so I I wouldn't necessarily put it in the past tense. Um, But the, the beautiful thing about this path for me, the reason I love it so much, is it demands that I do this work. I can't fudge it. I can't coast because I'm not as brilliant of a writer, and I really do have a talent that comes through me through spirit. I'm not as brilliant of a writer when I'm in my ego. 
So the part of me that wants to be good and wants to be perfect and wants to make sure that I'm writing something brilliant now is actually in the way. And so I've literally had to learn that I constantly, it's an active, constant path of surrender because surrender makes me excellent. Surrender makes this move. Surrender, surrender drives this bus. And so my fears definitely get in the way. My ego definitely gets in the way of, you know, like, so, you know, this time I danced my first book, did really, really well. And people loved it and worshipped it. And, you know, people have tattered copies of it. And and I was really scared putting this new book out, Inspired and Unstoppable, thinking, well, what if it's not as good? Or, you know, what if think, people think, oh, she's a one-hit wonder, you know, whatever. And for me, it's all about getting back into the generosity of I am merely serving this voice within me. I know that I'm here to listen to this calling, and it is not my call where it goes. And I hate that part. Mm. <laughs> I hate that part <laughs> with all my heart because I definitely want to control where it goes. But the beautiful thing, like I said, about this work is it makes me be honest. It makes me practice it because I have to step out of the way. You know, go back to that worthiness part. It literally is, I'm not worthy. I never will be. The smaller self, the tiny self, the, the self of limitations, that's, that's not what's worthy. It's that I'm willing to dedicate myself to listening. I'm willing to dedicate myself in my lifetime to trying this. You know, for me, being inspired and unstoppable means I will not stop myself. I will have a thousand fears, but I will not stop myself. I will turn it over to spirit. I will, I will try again. I will give myself another chance. Or in the Course in Miracles terms, I will choose once again. I'll choose again. I'll listen again. I'll try again. So you're absolutely right. That ego or that negative thinking actually gets in the way of our greatness. The, the desire to be great stops the greatness, which is so ironic. It is. It is. It's uh, a lot of people, I think, get completely sidelined by fantasizing about their greatness rather than getting into true humility, which is the only place from which you can express your greatness. Now, we're going into break. I want to ask you about surrender when we come back. So I'm just going to remind everybody. I'm oh, nobody's Hadley. going to come back for that. <laughs> no, we're all going to come back because we know it goes somewhere good. How do you surrender? Exactly. Tam is going to let us know. So I'm Jennifer Hadley with Tama Keeves. You're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Do you know what you want in life, but you don't know how to get it? How could your life change if you had a coach in your corner cheering you on? Join me, Coach Carla McClellan, and fellow certified life coach Drew Rafkin from the Academy of Coaching Excellence for Spiritual Coaching, Tools for a Vibrant Life, October 18th through the 21st here at Unity Village. With our years of coaching experience, we can help bring your life into focus, turn dreams into goals, create a clear path to success, and motivate you to keep going. I hope to see you at Unity Village. Learn more at unityvillage.org slash spiritual coaching. You have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing. Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So I'm here with author Tamik Gibbs, and just before um, we go back to the conversation about surrender, uh, I want to let people know that this week in Living a Course in Miracles, Rhonda Britton is our teacher, and she is going to teach us, uh, you know, our theme in this Living a Course in Miracles is true healing, lasting transformation, and Rhonda is our expert in healing worry, fear, and doubt, worry, fear, and doubt. I know this is a major, major thing that uh, stops people from following their heart's desires, so I'm inviting you to join us this week the living a course in miracles series is totally free we also had a wonderful class back in september with tama keeves as part of the living a course in miracles series it's been an awesome series of classes people are letting me know every day how much healing they're having through this series and uh, I, I just want to let everybody know that Rhonda is going to throw it down this week. I was with her yesterday. We did our new moon ceremony. We're still in the new moon, so you can still do your new moon ceremony. And I wrote about that in my blog yesterday if you want to get some hints about that. So my blog is at jenniferhadley.com, a daily spiritual espresso, and you can be a part of that. And also... Um, just, uh, I'm going to let everybody know before we complete, I'm going to ask Tammy Keeves to give her information at her website and her free download video program. So just, you can have your pen ready at the end of the show and I'll give you that, we'll give you that information again. So Tama, surrender. You, you talk about surrendering and, uh, everybody, all spiritual teachers talk about surrendering and one of the questions i get all the time is okay how how do you surrender how, how <laughs> because yeah surrender okay and how i don't know how to surrender so how do mm-hmm. you surrender um the best way i know to surrender is to not do it is <laughs> try not surrendering long enough and you will be in pain long enough <laughs> and you will be in misery long enough and you will no longer care about anything. <laughs> Just, yeah. And I say that jokingly and, and facetiously, yeah. but, you know, it's, it's the $65 billion question because yeah. when we really surrender, when we really open up, when we really let go, everything is there. Every, you know, when I finally, in the times when I finally get to the place of I can't do this, I can't make this happen, I can't, I can't make myself be different, I can't make myself think differently, I don't know how to do this. When I truly get to that place, that's when that presence is there. That's when I let go. And, and many times I can't get there until, uh, until there's been enough pain so I can, uh, you know, the best technique I have that I personally use to hear my inner voice, to hear my guidance, it's a technique I use in, in the book, Inspired and Unstoppable. It's called Inspired Self-Dialogues, Inspired Self-Dialogues. And what I do when I really just can't let go is I write from my fear. I write all my anxious, crazy mind, like, I'm scared, I'm not going to make any money, you know, I've, I've read the self-help books, they're not working for me, blah, 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 I can't feel you God, you know, I mean, just all my fears. And I let the voice of spirit respond. So when I teach this in a workshop, I'll always tell people, imagine the highest love you could ever possibly imagine, you know, whether it's the Holy Spirit, maybe it's the voice of a parent who is nurturing to you. Maybe it's the voice of a college professor who believed in you. Or maybe it's the voice that you would use to speak to your absolute best friend or your child or someone you wanted the whole whole world for what would that love say to that fear 
what would spirit say to that fear? Slow it down. You know, you've written the fears. What would that voice say? And initially, when you first do this exercise, at least for me, it felt fakey or false or like I was forcing things. But over time, it became real. It was just a technique for me that worked of realizing you always have another consciousness. You always have another vibrancy. You always have an answer. And that, you know, the Course says the fear speaks, I can't even speak, fear speaks first and fear speaks loudest, right? And so uh, that initially we're just listening to that fear mind, that fear mind, that fear mind, and we don't realize that there's something underneath it. And so... You know, the Course is all about give me every thought, give me every perception, give me everything that's in the way, and I will shift it, and I will heal it, and I will give you another way to see it. And so that's what the technique Inspired Self-Dialogues for me does. I write to my fear, I let it speak, then I write, you know, I call it my teacher writes back to me, the voice of spirit, and then I let them dialogue back and forth. It's like a conversation. So for me, that's a really active practice I use day to day when should I ever be an insanity should that ever come up for me (laughs) Um, I use this practice like I know that happens to other people but you know um, because because what I want people to know when you are following your calling when you are doing your dreams when you are daring what you came here to do on this planet you are going to hit fear you're meant to hit fear that's how we grow that's how we surrender to a bigger place You know, this is the thing, Tama, that is so beautiful about what you author you offer in your books is be the practical approach to it. So many spiritual books really speak over people's heads, or mm-hmm. they speak literally from not from their own learning, but from uh, a wisdom that people haven't yet embodied. And you speak right from, you know, it's like a, you're giving us the report from the front line. You're doing the work <laughs> and you're telling us what works and doesn't work. So we've got a couple of minutes left here, and I just keep getting the hit to ask you this question, which I've never asked you before. Now, you, and you don't have to get concerned. <laughs> you um, <laughs> No, I'm not going to tell you what I do with Paul in the dark. No, go ahead. <laughs> As you mentioned, you do coaching, mm-hmm. and uh, you're very successful as a coach. Can you – I just get the feeling that some people who are listening would like to know about that. Can you tell us a little bit about your coaching and how that works? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, and the way I do coaching in everything I do, so I really believe uh, the reason I wrote um, – my book was because I wanted people to have, you know, for a very nominal fee, access to what I know as a coach because I've seen so many shifts, so many miracles happen for people and not everybody could afford coaching. And so I just wanted to give them a way to get that consciousness. But um, mm-hmm. so much of what I really do is I listen to people. I really, I know what I know, what I know, what I know for them about them. And I know who walks with them. And I know because, like you said, I'm doing this work myself. You know, it's much easier to know it for someone when I'm plugged into that source. It's like I've seen this work so many times in my own life. So what I do is I don't listen to someone's fears. I mean, I listen to it compassionately, but that is not how I identify them. I know who they really are, and I know what power and access they really have. And so so much of what I do is helping them take a practical situation or something that's really hanging them up about money or about how to get started in doing the work they love or how to take their business to a next level. And then, you know, really moment by moment, how do we use those principles? How how would we come from love in this situation instead of fear? And it's it's a miraculous because for me, I get so much out of it. I learn so much because you get to watch that power work in someone's life when I can create a sense of safety and ease. And that's really all I ever do. It's what I do in my books. It's what I do on my blog. It's what I do on my Facebook pages. If I can create a sense of safety and ease, you will know an answer. 
you will know a next step. You will know your conviction. You will know what's right for you. The only thing you ever need is that sense of safety and ease. And it's not, like you said, it's not just a principle or it's not a head talk. I want to really help people feel for real what would it be like to know? The script is written. You are meant to succeed in this. It's your destiny. It's what you're here to do. It's not just some feeble dream you have or some incompetence that you can't make it as the job you think you're supposed to do and you have this sideline dream. What if you really knew, I'm being called? I'm being called by this voice, and I am meant to take this in the world. And I'm not only meant to make it in the world, I'm meant to remake this world in inspiration and love instead of fear. And so if I can help people feel that knowing and that safety, they know next steps because the Holy Spirit's guiding them. I'm not guiding them. I'm just, I'm just listening to that and reminding them. And you know, like from A Course in Miracles' point of view, is that what we see in others, we strengthen in ourselves. As I see that in you, I become stronger, and then I see it more in you because I know who you are. It, it's, it's an amazing process. And as you're talking about it, Tama, I can just feel how profoundly healing it is. And it's that being the two or more who are gathered. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm going to ask you to give your website information again, and then it's time for us to pray out. Wow, okay. it went so fast. And, you know, the other goes- thing I would say is, is that if, if people are interested in coaching with me or whatever, the best first step you can do is just buy the book because the book has it in it, and you want to make sure you resonate, which I think you will, <laughs> of, of just that I wanted to put that presence. I wanted to be that coach by your side. I wanted to be those I wanted to be that voice for your dreams. So uh, my website, again, is TamaKeeves.com, T-A-M as in miracle, A-K-I-E, V as in Victor, E-S.com. And I have uh, an Inspired Success Launch You kit there. It's video coaching. It's audio coaching. uh, All kinds of free goodies for you. I'm also on Facebook uh, daily with an inspiring quote and on Twitter and blogs. And join join our community because there are so many brilliant, amazing souls in this world who are daring this walk. And that's the more of us walking together, the more that, that this becomes the mainstream which is ultimately my dream, is to take the consciousness that we know from practicing A Course in Miracles and to remake this world, to really make it a normal thing, that we wouldn't even have to study a book to live in love. We just do it. We just know it. It would just be the mainstream. So, again, join me at TamaKeeves.com. And thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you, Tama. I'm going to ask everybody to place your hand on your heart, take that deep breath of love and gratitude, and let us be so grateful and so thankful that it is our destiny to be inspired and unstoppable and to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tama. Thank you.